Hey guys, I am Ash Masco with Scoriers, and you're checking out Legends of Tabletop. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, Ash. How's it going? Uh, glad to have you back on again. It's going It's going awesome, actually. Hanging out here in Cincinnati, getting ready for the Cincinnati Comic Expo this weekend. Nice. Very cool. And the uh, the Bengals and the Ravens are playing behind you at the stadium. Yeah, we got a so, shot from your window. Yeah, the uh, Bengals are playing. I, I don't know if you will see that, but yeah, they are out there right now playing those Ravens. Once we're off of this uh, call, I'll probably have it on the TV. <laughs> Yeah, me too. I forgot that I forgot football was already. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not like the Eagles gave me anything to be super excited about last week, other than getting a win. So, but we've got our whole uh, Cold War crew doing a uh, fantasy football for the first time this year. So everybody's been kind of watching the games, and actually, as soon as we got here in the hotel, everybody was working on their rosters and everything. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's cool. Well, I, I, you guys have a new Kickstarter going. Uh, you, I, yeah. There's literally a shit ton of stuff that's available. There's pins, there's T-shirts, hardcover yeah. books, uh, trade paperbacks, enamel pins, like soup to nuts. Yep, and we also got, I think you said the shirts, but we've got the Scorers, the card game that you can get like directly through the Kickstarter now. And five, so far, five different variant cards uh, you know, Scorers, the card game cards that are available on the Kickstarter. Uh, you know, I haven't even had a chance to look at it today, but I think we're around 75%. And I, know, I think we had like 24 days, 25 days, something like that left. So we're hanging in there pretty good. It's for the, uh, mostly to get the second series of Scorers out, the summer series, to get that wrapped up and finished so we can get on to the third series. Sure. Very cool. All right. So there is a third series uh, already in the works then. Oh yeah, definitely. That's, I, you know, things have been going crazy because, you know, with Ashley's schedule, you know, sometimes it's tough to get the pages in and everything for, for scorers, but with the Kickstarter, we're kind of like really locking in some time for once where we're going to be able to get the money that we need get the time that we need and just have Ashley just get scorers done, get the next two books out on time you know early <laughs> and everything and then yeah get get loaded up on uh on the fall series that'll be coming out early next year cool cool now you guys pretty much release like quarterly if you're able is that kind of how it's running uh, you know that that's kind of how we started <clears throat> you know the intention was to do it quarterly we're not even quite hitting that right now mm. ashley's got a lot of covers and a lot of books she's working on uh, so we've been kind of doing about one issue a year <laughs> of scorers oh, right okay. now, two issues a year. Uh, so that's why, again, that's why we got the Kickstarter going. We're hoping to get, you know, another issue out this year. And then right at the beginning of the year, hopefully January or February, have the uh, the series wrap up for uh, for summer. Okay. I, so, I mean, because you guys are indie. 
So I guess that's not like completely like, oh, you know, I didn't get my, you know, every week or every month, like, you know, people who do Batman, Superman, superhero stuff. Um, is that a little bit more to be expected, you know, with an indie comic? I mean, do you get any kind of like pushback? Like, oh, you know, it's been forever. What's going on? And how come, you know, everybody wants, everybody wants the book out. We want the book out, yeah. you know, and it's just, there's, there's a, you know, a, there's a big gap between, yeah, doing the indie stuff and doing, you know, our labor of love stuff and doing the real getting paid stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it's tough to keep the balance. You know, you need to get paid, but then you want to work on your indie stuff. And I don't know, our our fans, our friends have always seemed pretty cool. I, I think that the product ends up being worth it. You know, the artwork's incredible. The, you know, every panel, you know, there's a reason it takes so long to get a Scorier's book out. You know, we, mm -hmm. we put a lot into it. So I think at this point, you know, I think there's a little bit of a disappointment that, you know, that they can't, you know, that none of us can get Scorier's issues. every. I would love that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think they're good when they come out and, you know, our fans, I, I think are pretty accepting of that at this point, you know, we've got a, you know, we've got a quality book. And right. It takes a while to get out. It's just, it's just what it is. <laughs> All right. And, and, and when you enjoy something, right. It's like, you know, if you're, if you're gaming, you're like, Oh, you know, I only get the game, you know, once a week or once a month, it, it's that interstitial time. It's when you can't do it. That makes it that much better when you get it. So like, oh, you know, if hey. you've got to wait a year, it sucks. But when you get it, you're like, Oh, it was so good. When's the next one now. <laughs> and, and really hopefully like with this Kickstarter and with, you know, just kind of, starting to settle you know that ashley's schedule starting to settle we're hopefully you know going into like you know 2019 maybe be able to get back into like a quarterly you know release schedule so that's kind of like the you know the long-term you know plan with you know getting you know kickstarter locked in and uh you know just getting ashley the time locked in you know the, the stuff's written you know there's pages ready to go uh, right. we just got to get them drawn it, it sucks having to pay the bills, right? <laughs> yeah, you're having to pay. Yeah. Sometimes you forget that all factor in there. It's like, yeah, we still have to eat when we're doing this. We still have to have a roof sometimes. Yeah. You have to have gas to get out to Cincinnati. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, her artwork, I know I said it last time, her artwork is just it's it's amazing i mean is it like the, the cover on summer three with the rottweiler it's like you know you just you pull that up and you're like wow what the fuck like wow i mean that's why she's doing covers for you know for marvel and everything else right i mean like she's she's got to be in, in pretty high demand oh uh, yeah and well and she's got the two marvel monthly covers now you know she's doing dr afro and she's doing x23 uh we've tried to kind of pull back on a lot of the variants and all that stuff again, so we could start finishing out Scorriers. So, you know, she has, she did a lot this year, you know, for a lot of other publishers and things, but I think this last quarter of this year, it's going to be mostly Scorriers and just her main monthly books. Okay, cool. Cool. That's good news for everybody. <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, let me ask you this. We'll take a hard left here. Um, sure. Uh, so w like when you guys are out at a convention together, um, you know, because we have this weird, uh, you know, dichotomy with, you know, women can't play games. You shouldn't play like whatever the, the, the stupid nonsense is. So like when you guys are out together, do you ever see it where she's, uh, you know, maybe not given the same, you know, respect or props. So somebody comes up to the table and it's like, I want to talk to you because you're the guy where she's like, you know, sitting at the table, like, well, what about, 
like look at look at this i just sketched out in like five minutes you know <laughs> uh you know that that i don't think that's been the case so much uh I, I think you know sometimes there's you know maybe people don't understand that she's the artist you know that certainly comes up you know we'll have people come up to the table and think that you know i'm doing the artwork or i'm the artist and i'm not sure what they think she's doing <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know we have we've no, I, I think and usually when people find out that Ashley's the artist, I think people are pretty excited about that. You know, I, I think that that goes really well, actually. Okay, cool. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's stupid that you even have to talk about it or bring it up like as a point of like, Hey, you know, why are we not all, you know, being treated the same way, but eh, you know. Yeah, no, it's, it, it's been pretty cool for us. Cool. Very good. Uh, that's good to hear. Um, you know, speaking of paying, paying bills, do you have like a regular, like nine to five thing that you're doing or is it all of the various projects you uh, cold war and, and all that kind yeah, of stuff? It's that's really the nine to five warriors and cold war. And that's nine to five. That's more like <laughs> yeah. nine to nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I do scoriers and cold war completely full time at this point have been for a little over three years now, I think. Just okay. fo- just focused on that. Yeah, I mean, like long term, like pie in the sky, like that would be it for everybody. It's just to kind of work on That's, on that. That is definitely where we're working. Yeah, I and mean, actually, we've got some neat things coming down the pipes that hopefully will get us pretty close to that too, relatively soon. Cool. Very cool. All right. Um. So getting getting into the into the book a little bit. Um. Would you consider Squires to be a post-apocalyptic series or or something different? Uh, yeah, I think that's a fair way to put it. You know, I mean, I, it's kind of hard to put it quite in those words because, you know, part of the whole story of Squires is uncovering why the animals here and the humans aren't. So sometimes yeah. by calling it a post-apocalyptic, it almost kind of infers something that it's not necessarily known, but I, I think that's an easy way to put it. You know, it's certainly kind of a uh, dystopian world, if nothing else. Sure. Okay. Well, that's fair. <laughs> uh, but are, So do you have like your own internal canon? Like, do you know why the animals have become sentient? Is that something that we're ever going to find out or is that? Oh yes. Yeah. You're going to find, you're definitely going to find that out. That's part of, I would say the early story you'll start. I mean, you know, the the readers already have a lot of clues, but a lot of that stuff will finish up come the end of the first opening series. So once fall's done towards the end of winter, everything should come together and the readers will know a lot more. Yeah. All of that's already written and out there. It's just probably going to be a while before anybody sees it. <laughs> All right. I mean, that's fair. I, I you know, wonder, is it, you know, like in a zombie movie, it's like that sort of unknown is kind of like, you know, like the heavy trope. So I didn't know if you were like going to tease, tease, tease and never quite reveal. Uh, yeah, I don't like that. I feel like that's <laughs> kind of a cheap way to write. Uh, you know, I, I want to give the reader what they want to get. All right, um, and uh, in the in the card game, you know, the last uh, last Kickstarter card game was was successful. You guys are are completely uh, um, fulfilled and all that. Oh yeah, the Scoriers, the card game Kickstarter, after many many months of bumps and <laughs> falls and crazy things, yeah, that all got 
taken care of several months ago now all the everybody's orders got fulfilled not only that we did not have a single refund or anything after all of that not one person nice. ended up you know wanting to back out after all that time or anything I, I think we did a pretty good job of keeping everybody updated and uh yeah everything got out to everybody and we've had really good responses so yeah i think the first wave of squares the card game was really successful cool now, did, did the kickstarter for the card game present any special difficulties compared to the comics because uh, you know obviously the first series first book was was kickstarted was there like a, a steeper learning curve to be like oh shit well we didn't think about that uh I, well it was our first kickstarter period because <laughs> all the other previous scoriers one uh kickstarters and everything were all done by devil's do who's also oh, okay. doing the current scoriers one so really the scoriers the card game kickstarter was our first kickstarter it <laughs> was the first time we logged in and created our own rewards and worked all that and really so far the only time that we've had to do it uh so yeah, there was tons of things that we thought we were going to understand and things that we thought were going to be really up until we got in there and started digging around and but kickstarter's good it was good to us okay we might do it again all right well that's good uh with with summer in the works now um do you think we're gonna see you know an expansion that maybe is like just a summer pack for the card game do you have any sort of uh you know that kind of stuff in mind as, as far as like seasonal things or uh you know maybe specific you know groups or, or tie-ins yep we've got an expansion in the works right now that's kind of like a dual deck uh that's our next expansion that'll become up for scorriers and it's kind of a in between spring and summer and then summer itself will have a full box set again like spring had that'll have all the characters and events and strategic moments and places and everything from the summer series and you'll be able to add that to your current scorriers game Cool. Very cool. All right. And uh, you said everything was good. So that's good. Going through my list of stuff in here. Um, you had said the last time we were on that, you know, you'd started gaming at a, you know, at a young age and you know, had a, I forget it was a, like a cyber cyber cop thing with like cyber hot wheels cop. cars and all that kind of stuff. Tell you about cyber cops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. That was, that's funny. Cause like cyber cops wasn't even like an early game. That's kind of funny that I told you about that one, but yeah, that was a game I had designed with hot wheels cars and a, a couple of like hot wheels city scapes that you could build together and drive around. Yeah, man, just games forever. <laughs> making so many so many games so what was sort of like the the impetus for you to kind of get into i mean did your did your parents do games like hey you know we all do candy lane and parcheesi and that kind of stuff but was there uh you know sort of like a moment or like a turning point where you're like hey this is a cool thing uh yeah uh, not really like that we didn't really play too many games at our house that wasn't kind of like the thing uh what really got me started in wanting to design games uh during summers, I would go spend the summer with my grandparents in Chicago, uh, you know, for about a month or two. And at my grandma's house, there was just literally nothing to do. The only <laughs> thing my grandma had, all she had was tons of decks of cards because she used to go to the casino all the time. So she would come back with like those decks of cards that had like the whole drill through them, you know, so you could tell they were used in a casino. And she literally had hundreds of decks of cards. So going there, I mean, 
literally kindergarten, first grade, I would play with these decks of cards. That was the toy I would play with at my grandma's house. And at some point I just started coming up with ideas that, you know, the king is not just a king. He's a guy that can do something. So then I would start writing these ideas down in like notebooks. And I would come up with these games where like just a deck of cards would be this complete game I could play by myself. And I would have all these different notebooks of all, you know, this is long before there was magic or, you know, anything like that. I was already wanting to design, you know, tabletop games like that specifically really at that point, like, games you could play by yourself hmm. interesting yeah i mean i feel like you know as kids we all have that you know that access to that storyteller and that you know that sort of wonder you know you're doing gi joes or dolls or barbies whatever it is like you're you do you inherently i think as children we're storytellers and i uh, you know i guess as you get older and you know more responsibilities it, it, it kind of gets beaten out of a lot of people what what's kind of like your, what, what's been your ability to kind of like hold on to that, right? Because like you've been in bands and, you know, you're the game guy, you're designing games and comic books. Like like what's been sort of like the the the, the, the lamppost for you to kind of like key on it, sort of keep that? Yeah, well, and kind of go and pack with that. It, it's something I hadn't thought about too much. Uh, there was really no point that I wasn't making games. It's just this weird thing that, I mean, through different jobs, at jobs, during band times on tour just I, it just it's just been something i've just always kind of done as like a hobby just something on the side anytime i had a notebook or you know a pencil and again at work people have no idea how many jobs i had <laughs> i would sit there at a desk making games in a little notebook that nobody knew about and would just have that stuff running you know in the background playing little things that you know different jobs and stuff so i i guess it was just kind of always there there's just this creative feeling of just wanting to just, just always, yeah, just writing, creating something, I guess. Yeah. Because, I, I, yeah, I haven't had to look for it. It's always, it's always there. That's, that's really cool. I, I mean, I, that's, that's amazing that, that, you know, that you're able to do that. Right. Cause like some of us, like, so you get that and you kind of lose it and some of us are able to come back to it later. Uh, and then to just be able to follow that thread is, is, uh, yeah, it's really cool. I feel pretty good about it. <laughs> you know, it's just you know, when you kind of just have a few things you just really enjoy and really want to do, if you can figure out a way to do those, I mean, that's pretty much everything right there. Yeah. Yeah. Do you still do music at all or no? Oh yeah. No, we still have a band actually nice. we're working on going and recording and getting some more studio stuff done. Uh, yeah. We, we practice yeah, still regularly once a week at least uh we actually just rearranged our living room and our uh studio to kind of better be set up to record and do some things so yeah we're we're still doing all that stuff that's awesome <laughs> how do you find the time i guess is the big question it's it's all about the scheduling you know it's all about just locking in you know an hour or two here that you're always there and you always do that and you cut everything out for that time and you get that done you get into the next thing that's definitely how we do you know that's how we kind of keep band stuff working and though again even that gets you know moved around we're supposed to have band practice tomorrow but i'll be in cincinnati so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like that's all kind of on the same continuum from you know playing music to designing games to you know writing for scorers i mean is it all just kind of encompassed on the same it's just all writing yeah you know even even with games i think like 
you know, unless you've made a couple games, you probably wouldn't see it that way. But it's like when you make a game, you're just writing a story. You know, there's some mechanics and things to it, but you're still it's still just writing an, an adventure or something. Uh, so, I, yeah, it, it's all the same. It's just writing. You're writing music. You're writing comic books. You're writing games. You're just creating, you know, building that universe. Cool. Uh, with that being said, do you have any desire to sort of uh, spin uh, scorers off into like a novelization? Is that something we may see in the future? Uh, no, I mean, I, I certainly like the idea of probably eventually doing a novel. I've got a, a bunch of little things that I've been writing. Uh, I don't I don't really know about doing scoriers, you know, in that format. I mean, mm. I, I think the thing that makes scoriers so amazing is, you know, is the visuals, you know, sure. is the art. Uh, you know, I think if you take that out of it, you don't have scoriers anymore, really. Right. Okay. No, I, I can see that. I mean, the art is. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like what that that's that is. That's just as much of scoriers as everything else. So yeah, I think I think that ought to stick with it. Okay. Uh, well, and let me ask you this. I don't think I asked you this last time. Why squirrel? Like, why the particular animals that we see? The majority being squirrels. Uh, yeah. You know, it was all. It's really all about every woodland creature you know that that's the idea it's like i'm into all kinds of animals i, I think specifically with scoriers it was the idea to start kind of with this really small specific thing and then just let it kind of unfold and blow out into like this big you know because when you think scoriers you think it's just squirrels you think it's just fighting squirrels until you get into the book and you see that it's other tribes and other animals it's getting bigger and bigger and it's taking up more of the planet and all these things are going and uh, beyond that, those squirrels are just awesome. <laughs> they're badass, that's for sure. They're, they're cool. You know, they work really well as like little warriors because, like, you know, they can kind of almost hold weapons. You know, they almost have the thumbs going and stuff. And you right. know, they, they just, you know, I think, just naturally work as a cool, you know, I don't know, humanized animal warrior. Well, you put a little vest on them or a little piece of armor or something, yeah. you know, they got like razor blade, they, they, like, you know, it, it really fits, you know, they can stand up and stuff. Well, and, and it's, it's because they're on their hind legs so often and it gives yeah. them such a, you know, a look like they're already humanized in a way, you know, they're already ready to go to war. Right. Um, and they're, I mean, they're ubiquitous, right? So I mean, like everywhere, like I live in the desert, we still have squirrels. <laughs> still have squirrels. No. And, and, and this is something that, uh, I bring up a lot of times in these interviews and stuff. It's just like, and everybody has a squirrel story. Like every, every show that we are at, you know, people always have a squirrel story. They don't know they have a squirrel story until they meet us and they yeah. see squirrel scoriers and these squirrel things. And all of a sudden they're, you know, I had the squirrel story. I had the squirrel trapped here or it was in my house and this thing. And I helped him do this. And that's kind of the other funny thing with squirrels. Yeah. Just there's some kind of connection where everybody's got a squirrel story. Yeah. I, I I do too. <laughs> See, everybody has a squirrel story. Yeah. Um, so have, have you ever considered like a, like a one shot spinoff, like a you know scorier zombie miniseries or superheroes or or any kind of like variant sort of off kilter uh, kind of thing? I definitely want to do some uh, more like spinoff type things, but not really like. You know, not like what if style, you know, not like superhero versions, but more like there's some other splinter stories that I'd like to, you know, tell people and I'd like to get into. So there, there's definitely going to be 
at some point, I hope just some branches of Squarriors where you can kind of get into a couple of different types of stories outside of just, you know, the, you know, the main arc. Okay, cool. Following individual characters around telling yeah. more personal something, stories. Something like that, or, you know, just some other tribes and just another area that eventually can kind of connect into the story. Or, yeah, just, you know, maybe some sort of solo story that really focuses on a couple of specific characters on a specific, you know, quest on a specific mission or something. Okay, cool. And and we'll throw out again, uh, you know, if people aren't sure, uh, it's available through Diamond. If it's not at your uh, local comic shop, you could tell the, the, you know, ask the owner to order it and, you know, you'd be able oh, to yeah. get it in. You might have to wait a little bit before, you know. Hopefully not, <laughs> but, yeah. You can, yeah, you can always, you can always have more from Diamond. You can always go to devilsdew.net and coldwar.us too if you just want to go straight to us and order. Oh, no, you're a robot. Oh, there's so much editing I have to do now. Wait. Are you back? There you are. Hey, all right. <laughs> are we back? We're back. All right. Uh, and you get, it's also available on Comixology, right? You can get the digital I, I download. All of our, yeah, I believe all of our stuff is on Comixology as well. Okay. Cool, cool. Um, so because of time constraints and stuff like that, I, I'll, I'll tell a quick story. Um, back in like 94, 95, uh, I was dating a girl. Her name was Dawn. We, we eventually got married and then we got divorced. So boom, whole story. But we walked into the comic shop and there was a book by Joseph Michael Lensner and the name was Dawn. Redhead, you know, white course, full cover. And I'm like, well, shit, I guess I'll have to get that, right? Like, for no other reason than the name and the cover. And it was a very similar style, like that, you know, painted, you know, like full artwork bleed. Oh, and, God. you know, again, takes a shit ton of time. And I guess he eventually said, well, okay, this is going to take forever. And went to like a more comic, like traditional comic book style of, of art. Uh, mm -hmm. Is that something you potentially see happening with Scorriers to like condense time down or is that like an off the table like this is what yeah. we do and you know no, this is it it's something we've talked to our publisher and other publishers about actually but it's this is what scorers is going to be if you want like a different version of scorers it's just going to have to be probably a different book altogether yeah uh you know again like we kind of mentioned earlier it's like that's that's half the book right there it's like that's what scorers is scorers is a book that's you know, that's painted. That's every panel is everything we've got goes into every panel. And right. I, I don't think you can do that with other styles, you know, not in the same way and, ha and have it work with Scorriers. So yeah. that being said, uh, I also love J Joseph Michael Linzer. So since we're bringing him up, shout yeah. out to <laughs> Joseph Michael Linzer and Christina. Hi guys. Yeah. I, I, I met him at uh wizard world or I think it was Wizard World in Philly. Uh, I was like, here, I got, I got a bunch of books. If you could sign these, and like, oh, I'll buy that. And can you sign that thing too? And <laughs> I believe they are here in Cincinnati with us. We'll be seeing them this weekend. Oh, nice. That's cool. Yeah, I, I, I will say when when the book did take a different turn, it was kind of like a letdown. Like it was still written well, and the themes and whatever, like all the stuff he was doing was still very cool. But like. You know, when you you go to buy that new series and it's like, oh, that's not, that's different. <laughs> but yeah, eh, whatever. Um, so for, for, for you guys, for like independent, uh, you know, comic book artists. So like for me as a podcaster, 
the community itself is, is, you know, pretty close knit. You know, if I have a question about something, I can, you know, email somebody or, you know, I jump in a hangout with somebody like, Hey, how do you guys do this? Or, you know, what kind of microphone are you using or, you know, whatever it is. Um, Do you find the, the indie comic scene to be as supportive and helpful as that? Or is it still kind of, uh, you know, more, uh, like th- this, I'm doing this thing and, you know, you do your thing and like, you know. Uh, you know, I, I don't, I guess I probably don't interact with other comic creators as much as I should. I'm kind of in my own little circle, mostly with like, you know, the guys from our public, you know, our publisher with Devils Do. Uh, and like with all those people, yeah, I've, we've had nothing but good experiences. Like anytime I've had some questions or wanted to do something, you know, it's, I always can message a lot of those guys. Uh, really outside of that little group, though, I'm not sure. I haven't had to interact with them too much, <laughs> to be honest. You know, I see people at shows and everything, but, I, you know, I don't really usually have to contact them about any kind of, like, industry things because I'm kind of in my own little unit <laughs> doing those things. So so my experience has been all right, as far as I can tell. Okay. All right. That's cool. I, you know, I just, I wonder, like, we're, uh, you know, friends with a lot of people in weird fiction, you know, horror and stuff too. And, you know, it seems their, their community is, is again, very supportive and, you know, everybody's friends on Facebook and, you know, you see them at all the conventions and stuff and it's a very sort of open and welcoming thing. And, you know, it's kind of a, you know, that's sort of a niche market. So I just wondered whether or not, you know, like comics would be, you know, a similar, you know, a similar fashion. I think everybody's just working so hard. I don't know if we've noticed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so probably not going to see a Scorier's novel. Do you no. think that it's something, well, at least for, you know, maybe. Maybe. There's other novels I'd want to do before that. Okay. <laughs> that's for sure. That's, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> what I was going to say is, do you feel like it would translate to something like a movie or a TV show, animated series, something along those, like Netflix will buy anything. So and you probably got it in. Netflix should definitely buy Squarriors then. So yeah, <laughs> I, I think I can't imagine that there's any creator out there making things that wouldn't want, you know, the opportunity to make it into a film or into yeah, a Netflix series or something. So absolutely. I think that's without question would be something really cool, you know, to see happen. Maybe, who knows? Okay. I don't know. <laughs> but but no no overtures in that direction. You guys haven't uh, uh, kind of gone down that. The very very little bit we've kind of looked into it. You know, we would like through it with our publisher and everything. We haven't seen much out there that interested us. You know, just yet. But I don't know. Devils do does a lot of things. They've got a lot of I don't know irons in the fire, and uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I don't know if something came down more sooner than later. That's cool. All right. Something to look forward to. Um, let's see. I wrote, I actually have shit written down in a little notebook too. I didn't even get a chance to put it on my, on my sheet. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, let's see here. Um, so you're at a convention this weekend. How many, how many conventions do you guys normally do in a year? Are you guys out like every other weekend, a couple times uh, a month? Usually at least once a month. Uh, it just kind of depends. Uh, last year, we ended up doing like 20 shows or something. This year, we did about, I, don't know, I think we're going to do about 10 or 12 by the end of the year here, so a, a few less. Uh, but yeah, we try to do like one show a month is kind of where we're at right now. Uh, again, we're 
kind of cutting that back with all the work Ashley has. So I don't know, we were kind of at one point, you know, taking absolutely any show we could get on just to get out there and, and do stuff. And now it's to the point where it's, it's tough to do that. We got to really kind of be careful of how much time we spend at the shows versus actually at home, getting the work done. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Um, you guys also, uh, you're, um, uh, the guy running uh, Counticon. Uh, so last year, did you actually uh, make it through clear skies, no rain? Uh, actually, it's hilarious. No, it still <laughs> rained like crazy. Uh, and, and really, overall, the whole show thing did not go well. And with all the stuff that Ashley started picking up and with the other Cold War stuff, that we had just ended up deciding that that was going to be the last year we did it. So we didn't plan anything for this year. We just kind of rolled straight through it and have been just working on cold war purely that and not doing anything with the shows anymore. Okay. Is, is that something that maybe comes back in the future or it's just, Oh, uh, probably not for me personally. You know, I, I think at this point there's just, I don't think there's enough time or even like interest anymore to be able to do something like that. I think I'm pretty much, where I want to be, you know, and kind of doing what yeah. I want to do. I don't think I'll end up taking on anything like that again, but who knows? Okay. Yeah. I, you know, cons are not, you know, unless you're like wizard world or Gen Con, they're not money makers for, you know, small, small cons. Yeah. They're tough. And it is, it's, it's not even that, you know, the money's so bad so much as just like the amount of time is just insane. You know, it's mm -hmm. just, you're, you're literally working on it. You know, the, the day the show's done, you have about two days off and you're already working on the next show. And there was just no more time for stuff like that, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all right. I mean, it's a cool experience. So you, you know, you were able to to do it, you know. Oh, yeah, and, definitely. And, uh, don't don't regret doing it. I mean, we had four pretty awesome years uh, and learned a lot. And it was just it was just more, you know, more experience for me. So always okay. good. Cool. And, and what's coming up for Team Ash? What, do you, what, what other irons you guys have in the fire? Shows coming up? What, what's going on? Uh, so, yeah, Cincinnati this weekend. Uh, we're in. We're doing a show in Chicago next month. That's that Ace Universe show at Navy Pier. And then we're at Daytona Beach in November. I think that's, the, that's all we've got the rest of this year is just those three shows. Uh, aside from that, we're working on some projects with cold war working on the expansion for scorers, the card game, uh, working on cigarettes and carrot juice, a little <laughs> bit in the background. Yeah. That's our web comic. Uh, again, that's been kind of slow going. We just kind of slide a page in there every once in a while when we can do it. Uh, and yeah, Ashley's just doing covers, doing Marvel stuff. And yeah, that's pretty much our year. And getting this Kickstarter, you know, locked down and funded and getting scorers out by the end of the year here. All right, cool. And you guys, you guys are close. I mean, it's, uh, I, I'm on right now, uh, 15,390 out of 20,000 goals. So, you know, there's still 21 days to go. So you guys should blow past that, right? Hopefully. Yeah, I, I'm thinking we're probably going to do all right. We'll probably, uh, we'll probably do pretty good being out here at the con. We'll be able to talk to some people we're planning on, you know, giving out some variant cards and things like that here at the show for people that are back in the Kickstarter. So we've got some plans to get some stuff going. Okay, cool. And I'm, look, I'm looking at the picture of Ashley holding up the hardcover book. I mean, it's like coffee size table book. It's yeah, huge. It's, it's, yeah. The, the hardcover is pretty big and it looks, you know, the artwork obviously looks gorgeous on the huge format like that. Mm -hmm. 
It, it's such an awesome image too, with with the claw and then the face and the claw. It's just so, it's just so good. Uh, she take commissions. <laughs> she does do commissions, not anymore this year, but yeah. <laughs> that is a thing we kind of do. All right, cool, cool. All right, um, I, yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I mean, I could pick your brain as as far as like music. I that, that's all I have prepared. Um, I I just wonder like. I had something that just totally went away. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, shit. So what do you have? What, what's going on with you? <laughs> uh, waiting for our food to get here. We ordered some pizza from, I don't know, actually the same pizza place we got last time we were in Cincinnati. I've been thinking about for like a year. So hopefully that's coming soon because we're friggin' starving. Uh, oh, yeah, when I was telling you, yeah, so when we first got to our hotel tonight and got in there, went to go like check in. They said, yeah, we got you guys, but you're not here until tomorrow. And, you know, I'm thinking it's like, oh, we got this podcast in a couple hours and, you know, there's the game going on. So everything is completely packed. Every hotel is totally booked. You know, like the streets are packed with people going to the games and stuff. I'm trying to figure out what the heck we're going to do. Uh, but we had, we're staying with my uh my cold war buddy right now and game's still going on (laughs) (laughs) but yeah then we'll be we'll be back in our place you know tomorrow which is like right across the street from the convention center so but we're gonna end up having to get up like super early get all our crap back downstairs get Mm. over to the right hotel (laughs) get all our stuff put in there and then get in there and get everything set up you know so we're ready for the show tomorrow so That's cool. I know you're in Cincinnati. Have you ever had the chili out there? Uh, no. You know, it's one of those things that everybody always kind of brings up. Like, I've gotten the uh, uh, the chili that they have, like, at the convention center. They have, like, you know, some kind of thing there. But, I, you know, I haven't gotten anything special since we've been out here, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I am a fan of chili, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, when you're at different convention stuff, do you, I mean, you try to, like, get out and sample the local flavor if you can you know uh, well i know you don't drink but uh i was gonna say breweries but uh you know like a barbecue place or like any kind of like specific yeah. like food stuff and whatever we, we always try to just kind of hit whatever's you know cool you know that that's local and close <laughs> you know yeah but that being said it's like we do like so many shows and we're in so many different cities and so many things that i never can remember like where we ate last time or <laughs> If it matters where we're going, you know, so many times, it's like, let's just get to a high hop, you know, just, let's go eat at high hop and let's get back on the road. And right. you know, so it, it just kind of depends, you know, once you've been to, you know, some of these cities six or seven times, you're not really thinking about trying to take in the culture. You're just kind of there for work and then you go home. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I can see that. I, I was at a convention up in Phoenix uh, a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I had my my first time eating at a Waffle House. They heard nothing but you know horror stories about Waffle House. I tell you, that one was pretty good. I mean, I, the bar was set pretty low, but I was like, "Damn, this is not bad." I've also only eaten at one Waffle House ever, and it was in like Tulsa, and I had no problem with it. I liked it. I guess it was one of those things too, where you know, it was like four in the morning, and so it's like anything seems awesome. You know, at that point, it's like, yeah, Waffle House seems great. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know with the lights on if I'd go back, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, I mean, when you're at conventions, you get to do anything other than work. Like, do you get to get out and play games or like, you know, just scope the floor out? I mean, is, or is it just like you're, you're pushing for the weekend? Yeah, it's, it's a lot of pushing. Uh, I, I guess if I've got time to walk around and check stuff out, that's usually not a good thing. <laughs> you know, so it's like, you know, I'm hoping to spend most of the time just kind of behind the table and signing stuff and talking to friends and fans and things like that and hopefully making some money. Uh, and then, you know, you know, really, for the most part, you're so burnt out, you know, come to the end of the show, you're not really wanting to do anything too crazy afterwards. You know, sometimes we'll do some after party things, you know, some devils do parties and, and, and whatever, but usually we just kind of want to get some food and get back home. You know? Yeah. Crash out. Yeah. Uh, or do you have a chance to play anything right now? I know, uh, you know, when we came on for the card game, it was like all scorers card game all the time. Uh, you know, are you doing any board games or any kind of other yeah. stuff or? No, not nothing else really on board games. It's like I still play video games when I can. I got on some World of Warcraft when the new expansion came out, but that kind of died out on me pretty quick. Mm. Uh, I still play some Overwatch. You know, we do some streaming for Cold War, so I'll get on like twice a week now, and I'll, I'll play some Overwatch and some other video games and things. But board game front has been pretty slow. Yeah, because any time – I'm doing anything like that. It's just working on Scorriers or working on some of the other projects we're working on, some of the other games. Sure, sure. No, uh, no PUBG or Fortnite. Uh, no, no. <laughs> no, you know, actually, I played Fortnite for like closed beta uh, on PC, but then just never, it never really kind of grabbed me. I thought it had some cool ideas and then just, you know, it blew up and got big, but I haven't played it since, like I said, since like beta, closed beta, I think. So yeah. yeah, no PUBG, not not too much in the Fortnite. Pretty much just Overwatch, some Seven Days to Die. Uh, man, there's just no time to play video games. It always feels like there's going to be time, and then I just I just doesn't seem to happen. <laughs> yeah, well, I feel that. <laughs> I don't do board games, but I, I actually get to play quite quite a bit. Um, I'm fairly lucky in that regard. Between you know actual plays for the show and like we play board games at work, we got in trouble. For- <laughs> We got in trouble for playing games. We we overstayed our lunch, so that that turned into like a whole thing. But you know, uh, yeah. So so we do that. So that, I mean, that's pretty cool. Chaosium, uh, the guys who do um, uh, Call of Cthulhu, they released an app game for Apple a couple of months ago, and they just released it for uh, Android. So I downloaded that today. Oh, okay. So is that working good? Uh, I haven't. I I did it like right before we got on. So I'm like, oh, shit, I have to go do that later. <laughs> It's like a story-based RPG sort of thing. Little text scroll, and I'm not exactly sure how it plays out. It's in uh, it's in beta now, so right on. I'll check that out. But uh, yeah, I, uh, I I I don't have anything. I don't want to. I don't want to keep you just to keep you if if you don't have. Uh... Well, yeah, I I would just like to you know anybody that's checking this out to definitely check out our Kickstarter. Of course, you know check out scorerscorers.com. Uh, actually just go in there to there. We'll also take you to the Kickstarter. Check out coldwar.us. Uh, I guess, you know, if you're in the area. Oh no, you're froze. What if they're in the area? What do we do? <laughs> just, just as we were getting to the end, you couldn't get that last like 30 seconds out of it. But yeah. If you're in, if you're in Cincinnati, come to the Duke convention center, come check out the show. Uh, check out devil's do check out cold war. Uh, yeah. I'm hoping this food gets here. I'm starving. I want to get in bed. I want to watch hopefully some of this Cincinnati game uh, and legends of tabletop. What's up? Awesome. Yeah. Nah, just 
just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. There's links for everything in the show notes, so you don't even have to go anywhere. If you're watching this video, if you download this MP3 later after I post everything up over the weekend, all the links are in the show notes. You don't have to go anywhere, do anything. There's also a link for Legendary Brew. We have our own coffee blend. I know you're not a coffee drinker, but I'm going to tell you it's fantastic. If you were going to drink coffee, the Legendary Brew would be the coffee you'd want to drink. That would definitely be, that would definitely <laughs> be the coffee I would drink for sure. So if people are interested in that, please check that out. It's roasted by uh, our own Neil as his own uh, small craft uh, coffee roasting company. Uh, so that's there. Um, if you like everything, likes and subscribes is awesome. Uh, reviews on iTunes or whatever your pod catcher of choices. That's immensely helpful for us. Uh, it gets us uh, boosted up in the algorithm so people see it. Um, so we appreciate it when you do that. I uh, want to thank everybody for coming by and checking it out. Uh, thank you to Ash for coming on again, talking about scoriers and hanging out, talking about whatever weird shit popped into my head. So thank you, sir. And thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely. We kind of got it to work out here. Yep. Yep. Not too bad. Only a little bit of editing for this one. <laughs> That's all right. But uh, yeah, I mean, obviously you guys are welcome anytime you guys have stuff going on. It's uh, it's always a pleasure to, uh, to have you on and talk to you about whatever random stuff is, is happening. Well, I, we appreciate it and I appreciate it. And thanks, man. Sure. And uh, I don't know. Are, are we hoping for the Ravens or the Bengals tonight? Oh, I don't care. They're AFC teams. <laughs> it's like I'm in Cincinnati, so I guess I got to go with Cincinnati. I'm usually a Ravens fan, but like, go Bengals. Yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm happy the Eagles won the Super Bowl last year. I, I was just editing an actual play, uh, and it was from like the day after the Super Bowl we played. And I'm like, oh, I'm still high on Eagles Super Bowl. And I'm like, shit, that's being released now. Damn. <laughs> So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to the season since they won. I get to watch you know just about half of the games for the year, so I'm pretty excited about that. Well, good for you having a Super Bowl team. Must be nice. <laughs> hey, I didn't tell you to live in Chicago. <laughs> you guys are right. You got you got at least one, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, we got the one. We got the one. That's all right. That 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 was a great team. And then we got your coach. We got your quarterback. <laughs> well, defensive coach. Yeah. Now on 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 sports talk. <laughs> all right. I gotta let you go. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right, man. Thank you for having me. Squares.com, yep. Cold War, Legends of Tabletop. Thank you guys. Awesome. Thanks, Ash. Thanks, everybody. We'll catch you next time. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.